Welcome to 52 Episodes to Science Fiction Film Literacy. My name is Chris Garcia. Roll sound. Today we're going back to shorts and back to cartoons. And this is one of the pieces that I realized when coming up with this after having done the first version that really needed to be added because it was so fundamentally entertaining. But at the same time, it really did tell you a lot about what was going on in science fiction in general. That was the 1953 Duck Dodgers in the 24th and a half century. Of course, this is a Chuck Jones-directed film, a Looney Tunes, I guess you would call them. And it's hugely important in a couple of different ways. One is it really solidified Marvin the Martian as a major part of the Looney Tunes universe. And he'd shown up before, actually. I did not realize he had been in Hair Devil Hair, uh, 1948, a Bugs Bunny cartoon. And... I believe was also in another one called The Hasty Hair. This was Duck Dodger's first appearance, and Duck Dodger's, of course, is Daffy Duck. Uh, Porky Pig is his assistant, and they're in a <laughs> spaceship going to the mysterious Planet X. Now, what's interesting is that Planet X was actually considered possible for a long time that there was this 10th planet that was out beyond our ability to see and that it was mysterious and dark and weird. Even the discovery of Pluto, because I believe it actually predated Pluto, that there were theories that it was there because of some mechanics thing. I don't understand it myself. So Planet X was always sort of this concept. So the idea is this. They're going to get this Fosdeck, Illudium il, Fosdeck, uh, which is the shaving cream atom. And Planet X has the only amount of it. So Duck Dodgers comes up with this, like, path to get there that goes all around the universe when what Porky Pig, the eager young space cadet, uh, a trope that is all over science fiction of the 1950s, when he realizes that all you got to do is follow the planets from A to X and you'll get there, it becomes very entertaining. Um, they get the planet X and they claim it for Earth. Marvin the Martian comes and lands, and then there's all sorts of conflict. Uh, my personal favorite, though, is uh, that Duck Dodger sends an ultimatum using the ultimatum dispatcher uh, in the form of a bullet, which reveals a message, uh, surrender or be blown into um, 16 million or 17, that's um, a lot of pieces. What's fascinating about this is the, the state of science fiction at this point makes this less ridiculous than it seems. 
that the story of going to X planet to mine Y because it's the only remaining source of it, that's a science fiction standard that dates back as long as there have been travels about space there have been these stories of going to mine on a planet and if you don't think of Dune you obviously don't know much about science fiction because that's the Dune message and the conflict between Marvin the Martian and Duck Dodgers is sort of that classic battle over resources. And this is solidly throughout the history of science fiction, but you're seeing it a lot in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and into the 60s. They both have secret weapon destructo ray type things. And that if you don't read it as a metaphor for the Cold War, the Soviets and us both having stuff that could destroy the Earth. I think you kind of missed the point then. Because <laughs> that is definitely there. And yes, I understand, it's a cartoon. It was designed for kids, but also it's exposing what's going on at the time not only in the bigger world, but in this bigger picture of what science fiction was doing overall. Now, they both fire their weapons and Planet X is destroyed. Sorry, spoilers. But what's fascinating is that it, it talks about that whole concept that we're going towards mutually assured nuclear destruction. And, you know, this tells that story beautifully. Now, there are some great, great moments of, yes, the ultimatum dispatcher is actually responded to by the ultimatum answerer which is a similar bullet that goes to uh, uh, Duck Dodgers and shoots him in the face. Um, the sort of super science in this is, of course, ridiculous. And that also plays to a really interesting part, is that when we're considering the world of science fiction stories that are happening at this point. Super science is everywhere. No place more so than in comics. And we're just about to enter, I think we're three years before the Silver Age really kicks off, but you're already getting some of that stuff from Jack Kirby, and you're seeing that in some of the Marvel, and even some of the DC comics. There's some super science going on that's pretty dope. And here they're making fun of it brilliantly. Also, the funniest bit ever is uh, Duck Dodgers has a disintegrating a disintegration pistol, 
and he points it at him, and he pulls the trigger, the thing disintegrates. Kills me every time. This sets up really the most important thing is it sets up Duck Dodgers. And he comes back a couple times, notably in 1980, we have Duck Dodgers in the return to the 24th and a half century. We have a Tiny Toons segment. Uh, we have Marvin Martian in the Third Dimension, which if you haven't seen is worth seeking out. It's a 3D cartoon of all things. Uh, it is wonderful. It really is a lot of fun. Uh, it was arguably one of the first computer animated movies to be made in 3D. and Well, at least to be made with 3D glasses. And that's an interesting point. It was shown at amusement parks. And that's really key because having seen it actually at uh, Great America when it was out, it really does sort of do the most interesting stuff that you want. And it's a lot of fun and they use the 3D well. And we were getting this sort of wave of 3D pictures towards the end of the 90s that were being shown in amusement parks. And also 4D, yes, I know, Terminator and all that. But really, this was one of the best films of them. Duck Dodgers was also a TV series on the Cartoon Network uh, in the early 2000s. Really a solid, solid series. Funny, but not great. But this is, of course, all a reference to Buck Rogers. Duck Dodgers, Buck Rogers, I think you can draw the connection. Uh, but this had huge influence on comedy science fiction. And you still see it today, even. If you watch something like, for a really good example, is Other Space on Yahoo Screen. And if you look at the comedy they do in Duck Dodgers, and then apply the sort of deadpan millennial humor that we've seen rising in the past decade. They're very, very similar. Structurally, they're very interesting. If you compare the, an episode of Other Space to this, it's really worth, worth looking at. This is an important part of cinematic history. Like any short, it was designed to be shown as a part of a package it would later find huge application, as most of the short animated films did, in television. And, you know, you'd compile a whole bunch of shorts and you'd make a episode. It's actually a little difficult to find online. You can find it. It's not everywhere, though. Uh, it's on the Looney Tunes Golden Collection and the Looney Tunes Platinum Collection. Uh, there's a Blu-ray, which has been fully restored in high def and is gorgeous. And I'll post a couple of the links to short sections of it on this episode. And it's really, it's a must-see because of how important it was to not only comedy and how science fiction comedy is approached, but the kids who saw this, were the kids who ended up creating a lot of the 
science fiction of particularly the late 60s, 70s, and even the 80s. And I think you can really tell at the level and sophistication of the humor that we saw. Yeah, we had uh, R.A. Lafferty doing comedy science fiction and, and Kurt Vonnegut. But the stuff that we're seeing, like Robert Asprin and stuff, though that's more fantasy true. And a whole bunch of the folks who came after that were obviously influenced by this. I'd even argue Scalzi. And even Jay Lake, my dear close friend who I miss very much. So, Duck Dodge in the 24th and a half century, a phenomenal film. Watch it, learn it, love it. Just do it. Uh, we'll be back next week. Well, probably later this week. Let's be honest, I have no idea when I do these things. I just do them as I can. Uh, probably the next one is going to be good. Uh, we're coming up, of course, on Forbidden Planet, which I really think is one of the key, absolute key science fiction films ever made, and it's one of the few you can see on both the 24, uh, 52 episodes and 52 weeks of science fiction film literacy. We've got a couple other ones coming. We're going to probably finish up the 50s in about four more episodes, three or four, and then dive into the 60s, which is going to be a really funky one. So stay tuned.